Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. I am James Doggett Jr. and I'm excited tonight to be your revival host. Uh, God has been so good to us and we at this moment want to just celebrate the good God of our salvation. I hope that you guys are excited about what God has prepared. Listen, um, we tonight want you to, as you're tuning in, to make sure that you are sharing this live stream. We want to be able to make sure that everyone is aware that this is happening, that this is transpiring, that this stream is live right now. So please, if you don't mind, go ahead and share this live stream so that everybody can join. We want you to, in the comment section, make sure you tell us, where are you streaming this from? Um, where is it that you are tuning in from? We wanna know who you are and where you're watching. And I believe that as we interact tonight, uh, we're going to have a good time. We want you to use the hashtag for this evening. The hashtag is QR Launch Night. That is QR for Quarantine Revival Launch Night. That is going to be our hashtag for this evening. So I want to make sure that you are aware and that you are using that as we interact with each other tonight. Um, again, please share this live stream, share it so that everybody is aware that this is happening right now. now listen, we got some two amazing individuals who are going to be here this evening, and we are excited that this being our launch night is going to be the, the cat is going to catapult us into that next level. We in this season of COVID-19 with this uh, coronavirus pandemic. Um, we're going through a whole bunch of different changes and transitions, but we have some people who have dedicated and set aside some time so that we can receive messages of inspiration, encouragement, and love. And I know that everyone tonight, listen, I, I'm excited about that Michael Jordan documentary that's dropping at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I know y'all are ready too, but that's why I'm so grateful that you tuned in and at seven o'clock tonight so that you can get that word, so that you can get that inspiration and encouragement. And again, God is going to infuse you with anointing and power that will break the yoke that has us bound. Now, listen, we have Pastor Rashad Burden who is with us tonight. Pastor Burden, are you here? I am here. I am here and happy to be here. Hey, good stuff. We're <laughs> looking forward to hearing the word that God has deposited into your spirit and will share with us. Um, but we also have, in addition to Pastor Burton, who is here, we have national recording artist Robert Hawkins, who's going to be leading us in songs of praise and worship. Listen, we have an opportunity here to partner with each other and with God. And I want to make sure you understand what this opportunity looks like and how you can be a blessing to some families who are struggling in a place of financial crisis. This is what we're going to do. We want to offer you not just inspiration from the preached word, not just an opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus as we sing songs of Zion's praise and to just be encouraged as a result of our time together. We want to offer you an opportunity to partner with us. This is what you can do. If you send money via the cash app to the money sign, the quarantine revival, again, the money sign, the quarantine revival, all of the proceeds that go to that cash app will go to help families who are currently in 
financial crisis. Listen, this COVID-19 situation has really trampolined some of us and has, has uh, caused some of us to lose our jobs. We don't know where the next paycheck is going to come from. We're not sure how we're going to put food on the table for our children. And we don't know where our professional career is going to end up because of the uncertainty of these times. And we want to do our part. We want to help those people who are struggling. But this is not what I need from you. If you are one of those families, you're a part of a family that is right now in a position of financial struggle. We want you to reach out to us via the private message on the Facebook uh, Quarantine Revival page. So go to the Quarantine Revival page on Facebook and send us a private message so that we can hear from you and so that we can be able to help you. Or if you know a family who is in need, if you know of a family who is struggling, who is in financial crisis, please reach out to us again via the Facebook, the Quarantine Revival page, send us a private message, and we'll do our part to see uh, those people through. Now, tonight, before we, we hear the word and before we are able to, to listen and join with Robert Hawkins as he sings, I want to share with you guys a little bit about why this quarantine revival is happening the way it's happening. Let me tell you this, what the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around and use it for our good. Some of you guys are depressed in a place of despondency and fear, and God wanted us to come together to let you know that you don't have to be afraid, that you are going to move forward. Listen, this launch night is the launch night of a revival that has the theme and the central focus of moving forward. Why don't y'all say that with me if you're watching and you're listening? Let me hear you say, moving forward. Moving forward. Yes, I hear you, Pastor Burden. Moving forward. We're going to move forward, y'all. And we're going to move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit that will catapult us to the next dimension of our lives. But before we, we listen to the songs and before we hear the message, I want to share with you guys a little bit about the preacher of the hour and also the artist who is going to be singing. Now listen, Pastor Burden, Pastor Rashad Burden is going to be delivering the message of hope straight from the lips of God and delivering that message of love to the mailbox of your heart this evening. Pastor Burden is located over in Dothan, Alabama. He pastors two churches. He is a husband. He is a father. He is a student. He is currently earning his PhD in organizational leadership from Southeastern University. So he is a learned man. He is anointed, power packed. Let me tell you about Rashad Burton. He is a down to earth, very spiritual, eclectic, creative individual. And I'm super excited to hear the word of God as it is going to be declared through his manservant, Pastor Rashad Burton. But before Pastor Burden shares the message of God's love with us, we are going to have with us national recording artist Robert Hawkins. Now, Robert Hawkins, you've seen him on the Word Network, on BET, TBN. He is a man with a testimony, a powerful testimony that will literally shake you at your core because he is a walking billboard that it doesn't matter what you go through or what you face. God is able to pull you through and he will be your righteous defender. He is a talented and gifted singer as well as um, just orator. He can preach the word of God as well. But tonight he's going to lead us into some songs. And, and the song that he's going to sing is actually entitled My Story. And it comes from his album re entitled Reserve that is available right now 
through all digital um, outlets. So before Pastor Burden preaches, before we hear from recording artist Robert Hawkins, I wanna make sure that you guys know that each night that we come together, we're going to have a good time, but we're also going to uh, be very, very cognizant and respectful of your time, which means we're gonna be short, sweet to the point, and we're gonna let God's spirit have his way. Tonight, I wanna pray a prayer of covering over you. I want God to have his way in your life. And I know that some of you, as the word of God is being declared, if you have a specific prayer request, if you have something that you desire us to partner with you in prayer on, if you want us to pray with specificity, we want you to share your prayer request with us through sending a message either in the comment section or you can send it to us through private message to the Quarantine Revival Facebook page and we will pray with you and for you. We believe more prayer equals more power. So please share with us what it is that we can pray for on your behalf. Tomorrow night at 7 p.m., we do have Pastor Richard Martin, and the following night we have Pastor Laurent Grosner, and then on Wednesday night, our midweek experience, we're going to have Dr. James Doggett Sr. On Thursday night, we have Pastor Damon Hendrickson from Bermuda, and then on Friday night, we have Pastor Marquise Johns all the way from the West Coast, who's going to be delivering a word, and then Saturday night, I'm going to be sharing the message of God's love with you, but tonight, Tonight is the night. Tonight, we finally reach the place where we're launching into this revival. And I'm praying a prayer right now over you that God would revive you in every single area of your life. Why don't you bow your head? Why don't you, you assume some position of respect as we go to God together in prayer? Let us pray. Father in heaven, I say thank you for this opportunity you've given us to come together virtually to lift up your name. Lord, we pray that you would please forgive us of every sin. I pray that you would pardon us from unrighteousness, every misstep, every mistake of our past, covered in your blood. And from a cleansed perspective, we ask that you would please receive our hearts, receive our worship, receive our praise. I pray right now a prayer of covering over every essential worker who is going out there risking their lives to help meet the needs of others. I pray that you would place a hedge of protection around them, that you would give them encouragement, that you would give them motivation, that you would provide for them the energy and tenacity to continue to put one foot in front of the other. I also pray for those who are sick. I pray, Lord, that you would right now with your healing hand touch them, revive their bodies. We pray for physical revival. We pray that you would please, like Psalm 107 declares, that you would send healing with a word and that you would restore us to optimum health. We pray for mental revival. We ask, Lord, that those of us who are, who are scared, who are full of anxiety and fear, we pray, Lord, that you would replace fear with faith. We pray right now that you would replace panic with peace. We pray, Lord, that right now you will go to every person who is streaming live right now that you would please hear the requests that are in the confines of their hearts. We ask, Lord, that you would please provide for us, not just with a word of encouragement, but we pray, Lord, that that direction that we receive from the manservant tonight, that we would be able to respond with an affirmative yes, that we'll go where you send us, that we'll do what you tell us to do, and that we'll be found faithful even this season. I pray, Lord, that you would not just allow us to merely survive through this pandemic, 
But we pray that as we team up together, that you would help us to thrive through the agency of your spirit. We love you. We say thank you. We will we, uh, we'll worship you and lift you up in the name of Jesus. We pray this prayer in faith. Let those who agreed say amen, amen, and amen. At this time, we are going to hear from our artists, our guest artists for this evening, none other than Robert Hawkins, who is going to sing a song that will lead us to the throne. Again, this song comes from his album, Reserve, that is currently out on all platforms. Let's listen.
Pastor Burden, at this time, we want to turn the floor over to you as you take the word that God has deposited into your spirit and you speak now life into us. We're ready to receive. Our hearts are open. Our minds are open. We're excited about what God is preparing to do. So the floor is yours, Pastor Burden. Amen. Thank you, Pastor James Doggett Jr. Um, and thank you, Robert Hawkins. Um, that's that's my brother. That's my 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 guy. Um, thank you for just blessing us on this evening. Um, and shout out! I, I got a chance to peek into the little Facebook chat. Um, hello to all my 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 family, my church family, my Oakwood family, my fellow pastoral family. Um, it's just a wonderful thing. Um, I, 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 you know, all of us are kind of conditioned um, to operate indoors. But if there was a way, uh, I believe that on this evening we should just honor the man of God who was inspired to put this revival together. Um, we have almost over 200 people viewing um, one way or another. So I don't know if you got the little clap hand emojis or if you want to throw an amen in the chat. But, um, but I just want to give honor to um, Pastor James Doggett Jr., who listened to the call of God um, and put this amazing um, revival together that will not just be a blessing um, in the form of receiving a word or hearing um, um, just enriching praise and worship, but will impact and enrich someone's life. Um, in a very practical way. So I'm praising God for that. Um, I do count it a privilege to be here. Um, if there was a night you should have missed, it probably should have been tonight, but you're here now. So let's keep it pushing because um, you definitely want to be on tomorrow night, the night after all the rest. Um, I'm looking forward to Richard Martin, Laurent Grosvenor, uh, Marquise Johns, and then the sensei himself, um, James Doggett Sr., as well as Hendrickson. I'm just so excited. But there is a word from the Lord this evening. If you would just allow me to read in your hearing from the New International Version, John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Um, and I'll read it in your hearing, starting there at verse 1, John 21, from the New International Version. And it reads this way. It says, Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. And it happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out, got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Mm. That night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? Mm. No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, mm -hmm. about a hundred yards. When they landed, 
they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it mm -hmm. and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. And I'll actually stop right there. Um, just allow me to speak to you on the sermon and subject title, Gone Fishing. Mm. Um, gone Fishing. Um, Father, not my words, but your words, not my will, but your will. Make my words simple, meaningful, and therefore memorable, never in remembrance of me, but always in remembrance of Jesus. I pray that all of us realize that from time to time we have gone fishing and that we return to shore. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Um, here, here in John chapter 21, um, we find what may be familiar, a familiar happening to many. Um, where we find that after, after the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we find the disciples doing something ah, a little contrary from what you would expect someone who has been walking side by side with Jesus to do. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I wish I had had the privilege to walk face to face and side by side with Jesus. The disciples, um, they knew, they knew Jesus's idiosyncrasies. Um, they were there when, when, when Jesus um, took bread and broke it and broke it and handed it out and it expanded and, feed, and fed 5,000 plus people. They were there when Jesus looked down at water, the water looked back up at its creator, blushed red and turned to wine. They were there when Jesus turned a funeral into, into a praise session. They were there. And, and, and these are the same people that we find in John chapter one doing something very interesting. The Bible lets us know that the disciples had gone through some disappointment. They expected a certain, um, a certain uh, outcome in the life of Jesus. And they were disappointed even after Jesus had shown himself to be alive. The Bible says, and I won't keep you there that they that we find the disciples on the shore doing not ministry not preaching not working miracles but just relaxing and I think it's significant because uh, in a very practical way, different people deal with disappointment in different ways. And I'm convinced that, that, that in the midst of this isolation, in the midst of this social distancing culture, it's worth noting that all of us and many people um, from time to time deal with disappointment, but it's not really what you go through. It's about what you're made of that that, in that, that, that dictates how you respond to what you're going through. Um, I got to throw him out here real quick. I was over Pastor James Doggett Jr.'s mother's house a while back, and I remember that she was going to make potato salad. And many of you online know that in order to make potato salad, um, you have to have both potatoes and eggs. So what his mother did is she got out two pots and she put the pots on the oven and she put the eggs in one pot and she put the potatoes in the other pot. And as they were boiling, we took note of something that both the eggs and the potatoes were being boiled. But many of you online know that potatoes get soft when they're boiled and eggs get hard, suggesting that it's not what you go through, it's what you're made of. And I'm convinced that everyone online right now who 
has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior is made of whatever they need in order to make it through whatever they're going through. The Bible says that we find the disciples sitting on shore and Peter has this bright idea. He says to the, he says to himself, he says out loud, I'm going fishing. And this is not a random idea. This is not happenstance. This is, this is not run of the mill, but instead this is Peter doing something very intentional. Because if you remember, Peter wasn't always a disciple. In fact, Peter's name wasn't always Peter. He was once Simon. And when he was Simon, help me preach this right, Lord, he used to be a fisherman. And here's what happens to many of us when we encounter obstacles that, that, that cause us to deal with disappointment. Sometimes we revert back to doing what we were comfortable doing before Jesus changed what he called us, before he changed what we even believed and called ourselves. Peter's idea is not random. He's not pulling something out of a hat. He's like, well, things aren't going the way I expect them to go. Let me just go back to what I used to do. But watch this. The Bible says that the other disciples um, realize and they say, you know what? We're coming with you. And the Bible specifies that they fish all night long and catch nothing. You want to know why that's significant? Because Peter, James, John, some of the disciples were professional fishermen. These were men, young men who by trade put a roof over their head and food on their table by fishing. But there was something about trying to go back to what you used to do that doesn't give you the same fulfillment as it did after you've run into Jesus. Can I just let it say it how it is? I'm convinced that sometimes when we deal with isolation and, and disappointment, that sometimes we try to go back to our old vices and get out of them, get out of them what we used to. But let me just let you know that when you've chosen Jesus and he's chosen you, you won't be able to get out of your old life what you used to get out of it. The Bible says that they fished all night long and didn't catch anything. Professional fishermen could not catch one fish. The Bible says that early in the morning that Jesus was on shore. And excuse me if I get a little bit more excited about this, because the Bible lets us know hmm, that when Jesus called the disciples, particularly James and John, he said to them, I want you to put down your nets and stop fishing for fish. And I want to make you fishers of men. When we find the disciples in John chapter 21, they are doing the opposite of what God, of what Jesus told them to do. But the Bible says that after doing what God told them to do all night long, <laughs> I'll let your imagination go, um, that Jesus is on shore watching them. And I just want to celebrate this one thing, that the God that we serve, does not avert his gaze when we're doing stuff and doing things that he told us not to do. I just want to let someone know on the line who's gotten back into some of the things that they used to do and have done things that they know they have no business dealing with, that the God that we serve is still watching you while you're doing it. He's still keeping his eye on you, that your behavior does not dictate his love, that your actions do not cause his love toward 
towards you to, to amalgamate. But the God that we serve is so loving that even when we're doing the wrong thing, he's still willing to keep his eye on us. I wish I had one or two people who could just say amen in the chat that God still has his eyes on you, that you haven't always had it all together, that you don't do everything right. In fact, sometimes you do things intentionally wrong, but he still keeps his eyes on you. If that wasn't good enough, watch this. I'm just coming for this righteousness by faith, those, those works, that righteousness by works mentality that seems to permeate our, our denomination. The Bible says that not only does Jesus watch them in the morning, he then calls out to them. <laughs> it says, hey, he calls out to them. Hey, have you caught anything? Can I just deal with this right here? Some of us were, have grown up in this church, and excuse me if I get on my, my, my own soapbox, and we somehow ingested the lie that when we behave a certain way, that God does not want to talk to us. I just encouraged you in the fact that the God that we serve watches you even while you're doing wrong, but let me let you know something. He's not just watching you, but he still wants to have a conversation with you. You want to know what I love about the text is that he's not having any kind of conversation. He actually wants to talk about the thing that the disciples are doing that they weren't supposed to be doing in the first place. He says, have you caught anything? And the Bible says that the disciples have to let them know, no, we, 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 we fished all night long and, 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 and we didn't catch a thing. And Jesus does something very interesting, and this challenges me at my core. I've been pastor. I've been pastoring almost ten years now, my Lord, and 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 it still challenges me because Jesus says to the disciples, and you all know the story. We just read it. Cast your net on the right side, and I believe I believe that this is the moving forward moment, Pastor Doggett, because I'm sure that professional fishermen had enough intelligence during the course of fishing all night long to at least try to fish on the right side of the boat. So when Jesus instructs them to fish and throw the net on the right side of the boat, he's telling them to do something that they've already done. The only difference is He's the one telling them to do it. And I've just come to let someone know that, that for many of us who feel like we are in a stuck place, that we are, we are in the concrete capsule of complacency, that sometimes God will tell you to do what you've already been trying to do just to figure out if you're willing to listen to him, even if it sounds like it's your idea. <laughs> I'm convinced that the God that we serve does not have to do things according to our knowledge and our wisdom, but his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The 2020 um, redefinition of that, God sometimes tells you to do things that do not make sense. But I believe that what happened to the disciples will happen to us if only we listen to God. The Bible says that they cast the net on the other side. And the Bible says that they, 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 after they cast the net, that when they cast it, they catch so many fish that they can barely pull the net back up. 
Oh, man, I'm, I'm feeling it a little bit right now because I'm convinced that when you follow God's word, that you will always get more out of it than you put into it. I'm convinced that when you follow God's word, that 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 you will always have a bigger catch than if you went your own way. And and I was talking to Pastor Grosvenor before I before I jumped on here and he made a very interesting point. And I pray I'm not throwing his sermon off for later in this week. But he pointed out something to me. Um, a conversation that he had, and he was he 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 pointed out the fact that in this pandemic culture, if you haven't lost something, it's because you weren't doing anything beforehand. <laughs> That's that I can't take credit for that. That's Pastor Laurent Grosvenor, Doctor Grosvenor, if you will. And I'm convinced that God sets it up that He's like, listen, the way that you get the most out of life is not by going your way but by listening to me and allowing me to order your steps. I got something for you because watch this. The Bible says that as they're trying to pull the net up, that they feel the weight on the net. Watch this. And the next words in the scripture are this, that the disciple whom Jesus loved, that's John, says, it is the Lord. And I'm like, wait a second. What happened where John realized that it was Jesus who had given them the instruction. So I had to look through a little bit and I was like, the only thing different about what they had just experienced is they had cast the net on the other side, which they had probably done before. But what's going on now is John has his hands on the net and the net is too heavy to pull up. And, and him trying to lift something up that's too heavy for him, it hit him that when you have something that's too heavy for you and you've listened to a voice, the only person who could have told you to put your hands on something that's too heavy for you is Jesus. Can I encourage someone on the line in this way who may have their hands on something that's too heavy for them? Just know that it might be the Lord that God has it set up, that he doesn't put us in situations and circumstances where we can handle everything on our own. <laughs> he puts us in situations and circumstances where it feels like it's too heavy because the God that I serve isn't looking for testimonies about how my intellect and my energy and my strength got me through. God's looking for the testimony that if it had not been for the Lord <laughs> who was on my side, I would not have made it. I put my hands on something that was too heavy for me. And the only way that I ended up in that space was because Jesus directed me to do so. Watch this. The Bible says that when John let everyone know that it was the Lord, that Peter immediately, who had stripped his clothes off, put a robe around him and jumped onto shore. And the Bible says that when Peter got to shore, the other disciples dragged the fish to shore. And they noticed something. And I'm going to go ahead and begin to land this plane a little bit. Um, they noticed when they got to shore that Jesus already had fish. <laughs> oh, time out, Jesus. So you're telling me that you let me fish all night long. 
You let me use all my resources, all my energy. And you're telling me that while I was wasting my time, if I had just been with you, I would have had everything that I need because you've got everything that I need. Let me just let someone on the line know who may be wondering what God is up to, why you've been in the house so much, why things are the way they are in the world. It's because God's got everything under control. If we would just stick with him, there is no distance that we can go. There is no brokenness that we can experience. There is no amount of dropping that we can go through that God can't find us in. Ah, can you feel it with me? That the disciples have been through something. They've been through their own disappointment, their own, their own pandemonium. And Jesus was still able to find them. Ah, man. And I'm convinced that God can find you in spite of the condition that you are in. Because many of us have gone fishing gone and tried to do things that were the opposite of what God instructed us to do. And we ended up dropped, ran over and broken. But praise God that he's always able to find us in spite of our condition. I remember a while back um, that, that I was in Douglasville, Georgia. And, and I remember that, that, um, that we were about to leave my, my in-law's house and we were driving out the car and I reached from my pocket. I'm a millennial. So my, 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 my senses, my spider senses went off and I realized that my pocket was empty. I reached from my pocket and sure enough, my phone was gone. We ended up going back to my mother-in-law's house and, and we searched the whole house. We called it and we could not hear it. We did not know where it was. And, and, and what happened was I had my MacBook. I have an Apple. I have an iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, you, you may need some conversion, but we'll deal with that on another night. Um, but, but I had my Mac and I had lost my iPhone. And, and what I did is I pulled out my Mac. And for those of you who may not know, there's an application called Find My iPhone. And what that application does is as long as you have an Apple product and you are in network, you can fire up this app and find any device as long as you're in network. So I took out my computer and I opened up my computer and I fired up the app and it said that my phone was right around the corner. So we get in my car and we're driving and I have my computer open and we're getting to the spot and we're coming around this curve. We're looking at the ground and sure enough, around this curve, we looked and we saw my phone and my heart dropped because when I saw it, it was face down with, 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 with trepidation in my spirit. I got out of my car and sure enough, when I picked up my phone and looked at the screen, it was shattered. <laughs> and I got back in the car and I realized that the phone had been run over. And it hit me as I was driving back, though my heart was broken and my pockets were aching because I knew what had to be done. But I began to rejoice for this very thing, that because my phone was in network, even though it had been run over, even though it had been dropped, 
even though it had been forgotten, even though it had been cracked, it was still able to be found. And I've just come to let someone know this evening that you can move forward because you are in network. And regardless of how many times you've been dropped, regardless of how many times you've been run over, no matter how broken your life is, the God that we serve can find you and he can restore you. I just want to celebrate God this evening and let someone know who's gone fishing, gone out and done some things that they know they had no business doing, that the God we serve is looking for you. In fact, he's here right now. And he's saying, just bring what you've caught to me and you'll find out that I have all you need. I'm going to leave the hooping up to Laurent, but I could go there right now. But I'm just grateful for the brokenness in my life that God did not neglect. I don't know about you. I'm just so glad this evening that we serve a God who can find me in spite of my condition, that no matter how far I've gone, no matter what I fished for, he is able to seek and save me. Father, thank you so much. Oh, because I've been dropped and we've been dropped. We've been run over and some of us know what it's like to be broken and are broken right now. And we just want to celebrate that even in our brokenness, even in the state of being dropped and neglected, that you can still find us. I pray that someone finds the strength in the spirit available in this word to move forward because you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray, amen and amen. You better preach the word, preacher. Thank you, Jesus, for the message of love, hope, encouragement, and inspiration that you gave through your manservant, Rashad Burden. I know that somebody who's tuning in right now received that message with an open heart and with an open mind. My encouragement to you is that you would move forward holding on to the word that has been declared this evening, that you are in network. As long as you're in network, God knows how to find you and he's going to take care of you no matter how broken, how, how dejected, how in pieces you might be. Thank you for that reminder, Pastor Burden. Thank you for that encouraging word. Um, tonight, as we prepare to, to shift and, and to close with a prayer of intercession and covering over each of you, we've noticed that you've placed some requests in the comment section, as well as you've been sending in some requests to the private message there at the Quarantine Revival Facebook page, please know that we will pray with you over you and that those requests will be brought to the altar, to the throne of God. Lord, I feel like, oh my God, I wanna shout right now. <laughs> Oh, that was a good word. That was a good word. Thank you again, Pastor Burden. Thank you for being faithful and for being hypersensitive so that you knew exactly what we needed and how to present that word with conviction and with power. Tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to tune back in at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're going to have Pastor Richard Martin, who is going to be here. He's going to bring the word of God and we're going to build upon the foundation 
that Pastor Burden, through the Holy Spirit, has laid for us in this quarantine revival. Let me just say this word as we prepare to close, that this revival is all about Jesus. This revival is about lifting up the Son of Man, and as we hoist him high, I believe no matter how hopeless you might feel, it doesn't matter how how uh, how dejected, how attacked, how disconnected in this season you might feel. Please know that God has hope for you. And because he's still seated on the throne, because he's still Lord over our situation, we will emerge out of this stronger than when we went in it. My God, my God. Again, we want to celebrate you for taking time to tune in and to worship with us this evening. Go with power, go in grace, go with the spirit of God and allow again, the seed that has been planted in you to germinate and to manifest into life and life eternal. Can I say this prayer with you? Father in heaven, thank you so much for the manservant who was faithful tonight in delivering the message of salvation to us, reminding us that you know what you're doing, that as long as we stick with you, we will make it because you have everything that we need. Thank you, Lord that although we've gone our own way, although we've made mistakes and in rebellion have gone against your will for our lives, we have hope because you don't just see us. You, Lord, want to communicate with us and give us life and life everlasting. Thank you for Pastor Burden. We pray blessings over his family. We pray blessings over every endeavor that you place within his spirit. May every revelation and dream that you've given him come into manifestation. And I pray that same prayer of manifestation over every person who is tuning in right now. May this year be the year of shifting in our lives. Elevate us to a new dimension of power and allow us to do what you designed us to do in this particular place. We love you. We celebrate you. In the name of Jesus, the Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Man, as we prepare to exit, I want to just remind you that if you have something that you would like to give, if you want to help families who are in financial crisis, you do have the opportunity to do so by giving via cash app to the money sign, The Quarantine Revival. Again, that's via cash app, the money sign, The Quarantine Revival. If you are in need of financial assistance and this is a moment of financial crisis for you, please reach out to us so that we might be God's hands and feet and we can do what we can do to help you make it through this season. Pastor Burden, do you have any farewell remarks, any, anything else that you'd like to say as we prepare to conclude with our outro video? Is there anything that you'd like to say? to say and I say to to my my church family um, tomorrow don't don't show up hoping for God to show up but expecting him to show up and mm. because you expect him invite someone else someone that wasn't on the stream someone that wasn't online um, invite them in and you won't be disappointed they won't be disappointed amen amen well we're gonna play this video for you as we prepare to close God be with you. God bless you. And we will see you tomorrow. Blessings on you.